Welcome everyone, we're about to begin, this is Hashem BPM number 60, that's Bias Panimi Shia Menshia number 60. We're going to start by saying something that most people will find obvious, um, but some may not, is that a couple, if they ask, you know, could we just to uh, sexually arouse ourselves, watch sexually explicit material um, for fun or, to, or for Shalom Bias to get ourselves into this area, and the answer, of course, is no. It, it backfires and it harms a couple. And the idea is, is that of all our senses, sight in particular impacts our subconscious and shifts our values in ways that could uh, overcome healthy logic and healthy emotions. You know, you have ki ashoichet aver, right? Enei tzadikim, that even bribery, uh, could could cloud your judgment. Certainly seeing things that you shouldn't see uh, can cloud your judgment greatly. And sometimes we're not even aware of the of the idea of how much it affects us in a negative way. So we don't want immodest images from other sources to come into our consciousness and not, certainly not, in those moments of physical intimacy between a husband and a wife that carries so much potential emotionally, physically, spiritually when we're intimate with our spouses and why add another challenge to it um, with these type of things besides whatever halachic issues obviously is problematic with it, just even common sense. You know, we spoke spoke of that many times and experts in the field, even for the secular world, to enhance their marriages. They also, and they're not necessarily religious, they don't necessarily say this for religious reasons. Again, we do it because Hashem tells us pornography and things like that are poison, unhealthy, averis, leisasuru, so on. And so we don't need confirmation from science and from experts of the outside but like we said many times, they are, as we get closer to Mashiach, pretty much aligning with what we knew all along. And they, even the seculars, if they want, when they talk about enhancing marriages, they say watching explicit material, certainly pornography, detracts from the marriage, actually negatively affects their physical relationship as well. Uh, so short term, you may think it's an exciting thing, but ultimately these negative images affect our behavior in a negative way and affect our connection with our husbands and wives in a negative way. There is uh, studies that violent, for example, violent media exposure, when there is violence watched, it increases aggressive thoughts and angry feelings and um, aggressive behavior, and it desensitizes a person to violence, and it decreases healthy social behavior. It decreases empathy. So that's with violence. Certainly with also with the watching pornography, pornography data has shown that it desensitizes and dehumanizes women. It causes each gender to lose respect for the other gender. Um, that, uh, and again, we, when we talked about the subject to the women on the women's side, we explained that although it's known stereotypically that it's a it's a male problem and a husband problem in a marriage generally, but many, many 
girls, many females have fallen into it too. But the bottom line is, is the numbers of men and women who are, who are using pornography is continuing, unfortunately, to rise. Women as well. Um, but men, you know, more, more primary. But, you know, they both have to be very careful with this. And it's so important. It's fascinating that uh, a certain scientist, a Nobel Prize winner, studied patterns of social behaviors in animals and did you know, great research. And what he did was is he identified which markings on a female butterfly, butterfly wings were the most eye-catching to males. And what they did was is they crafted butterflies out of cardboard exaggerated the patterns of the wings to make them brighter and flashier than it would ever be found in nature. In other words, Lahavdal, it's like a, a butterfly supermodel, you know, and, uh, you know, so like with, with, with men, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, you know, looking at female models and, you know, females at male models. So he made this cardboard butterfly with all these patterns of wings that created the supermodel. And what happened? They watched and they saw that all the male butterflies flocked towards those quote-unquote cardboard supermodels, trying to mate with them. And they ignored the real-life butterflies that were all around them, the female butterflies they could have mated with. This is really uh, a study of a butterfly, but this is exactly what happens with humans as well. The sheker of pornography and sexually, you know, uh, um, oriented um, videos and books and so on is that this na- this type of notion that you can enjoy immediate gratification that's photoshopped, exaggerated, flashy images, and you could also have a long-term, satisfying, long-term real relationship. And you could have them both. But you can't. It's not possible. Sexual intimacy is natural. Pornography is not natural. And it's taking a heavy toll on our relationships. It focuses basically on the body without regard of the context of what the full human being is. And that's the opposite of intimacy. And research is showing that Pornography consumption is directly related to sexual dysfunction in both men and women. When you overstimulate yourself with pornography, after a while you will have problems with arousal and performance. In women, you'll have difficulty reaching orgasm, decreased satisfaction, and extremely important to know, on the men's side and the women's side, the more that you watch it, the more depressed you will become the more anxious you'll become and the less interested you'll have with having a physical sexual relationship with a real person, with your own husband, your own wife. And you'll also start to have contempt often for your own body because of the fact that you don't quote-unquote add up to what the image is showing you. And of course, we're not going to be going into detail this, but... Porn addiction is very traumatic. Um, and um, and even if both of them are addicts, it's damaging to the relationship. 
it's 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 a it's a terrible thing magefa in many as parts of our society and we have to be very very careful about it and again we talked about this also on the women's side it goes it's a two-way street yes it's true that for men um, it's more serious halachically and so on and so forth but we also spoke on the women's side as well how important it is to um, to have that as well. It is very important for them as well. And when a couple does it together and watches themselves in that realm, it creates a special connection and a special bonding. And that is very, very important. The idea being is that a husband and wife need to be close with one another Emotionally, physically, and sexually. They need to be near each other. They need to always have close proximity with one another, blocking out all these other types of unhealthy uh, distractions from that. You could have parents and children. They could live far away from each other. As long as a parent knows that the child is safe and thriving and happy, there'll be a certain peace, even if they're separated by thousands of miles. You have... People where the parents are in America and, and the children are in Eretz or vice versa, and they have a real healthy, vibrant relationship. In spousal love and marriage, it's very difficult to have a relationship from a distance. It's why? Why is that so? It's because you need to live together to have constant acts of love and devotion and service day in and day out, day in and day out, where it's... The everyday life is intertwined with a special love, a deep caring. For, in other words, the husband and wife eat together as often as possible, sleep together as often as, as possible, go on vacations together. They share each other's lives. They want to share each other's lives to care for each other deeply in that way. And they talk about not just the big items, but even the little ordinary things in their lives is very important. And, and that is very, very, very deep. And the sexual aspects of a husband and wife is very, very different than in the animal world. And it's created to be enjoyed for the purpose of not just having children, but for deepening the marital bond. And, you know, the Ramesha Cardovero brings down in Time of Devira, he talks about it. It's a beautiful safer, by the way. And he explains that the Yetzah Taiv was given to us for our benefit, but the Yetzah Hara was given with the desire to benefit somebody else, to benefit another. In other words, one's desire is directed to the husband, and naturally the husband to the wife as well, that that creates a special bond to one another, and that's the purpose of it. When there's an emotional and physical expression, it increases their bond. And that bond is increased particularly because you're connected exclusively with this one wife, your wife in particular, and how you share your life with her. And the Nida period brings out a certain tension, but also a certain excitement that goes into the reunion when they get together again and makes their love even stronger.
the idea of a man being a mashpia to make her, her his wife happy. And he, he, you know, and it should be within a husband's desire to want to satisfy his wife and to want to give her pleasure. Intimacy is something that you cannot experience by yourself. And that is the concept, by the way. We're not going to get into the halachic and hashkafic issues of it. We're going to talk basically purely on a health aspect in this world. Masturbation could be pleasurable and it could have an immediate gratification, but it's not intimacy. You cannot have intimacy with yourself. And um, the same thing with couples watching together sexually explicit things or husbands separate or wives separate. And these type of aspects are weaken the marital bond. And the idea of self-soothing in general that people do with masturbation, which is one of the main reasons why they do it, because they feel an anxiety or whatever it is, it's not always, um, even though it seems like it's always the sexual pull and that's what creates it, but very often there's an underlying anxiety, not being happy with your life, or boredom, or pressures that... You know, some people run to food and some people run to this. And the healthy part of life is to learn how to cope with these stresses in a healthy way with healthy outlets and not unhealthy outlets. But the idea being, again, is that marriage is an important aspect of a person's life, of Avedis Hashem. And in that realm, in the marriage, our sexuality is to be embraced to be to, in order to strengthen and deepen the relationship. And that is like going into Kaidash HaKadoshim, like the Karuvim. It's a very, very high, high madrega. And therefore, this concept, if you have the right kavanas in mind and you want to focus on giving pleasure to your wife, as best as possible, that is a healthy, healthy mindset. Again, it's not talking about that you're hyper-focusing on this area of life. You want to please your wife in all areas of your, of your life. Showering upon her love and emotional warmth and smiles and, and money when she needs it and clothing when she needs it. Taking care of her in all areas of life, but includes the sexual aspects as well. So the idea being, again, is in the, that we talked on other shiurim in the main uh, group about the unhealthy aspects of outside sexual stimulation. Mitzad, the Isra of Laisasura is one matter. But again, the idea being is it's really unhealthy regardless. And again, we don't need science to tell us that, but that's what, you know, it's, they're verifying things we knew all these years. So the idea being is, is that when you move yourself away from these things, then you get to experience, and you do it the right way, with the right proper hadracha, and you are mekayin the mitzvah of leisasuru, then when you have a relationship with your wife, it becomes very, very enhanced. So, you know, it's best to try to remove yourself from these things is because it's the Ratzon Hashem. 
obviously. To recognize that you'll be a healthier, happier, more well-adaptive person. And you'll start learning to enjoy healthy sexuality and experience it in a real way. It is very, very sad. You see in, in, in marriages, even the non-Jewish marriages, the ones, even if they are not uh, cheating on each other, let's say you know, there are some, believe it or not, that they still don't do that, which is not so common, unfortunately, these days, but it does exist. But even people who are technically faithful to one another, but what they do is, is they are in the bedroom and they're distracted and they watch shows and they do whatever they do, you know, and they're not watching their eyes. And in the meantime, very often the husband and wife, could they could be very attractive and they have, by nature, they would be attracted to each other and want to have a, to be with each other physically. And they just sort of are desensitized to each other and they barely uh, have physical intimacy. And instead, they're just doing this and watching that and doing that and not focusing on one another. So it's both the idea of the distraction of these type of things. And it's also because of the exposure of it that, that holds back from the internal focus that you can have on one another to enhance your relationship, to make it beautiful, to make it a loving and to make it really special. Yeah, Baruch Hu help. And again, this year, even though, like I said, it seems in perceiving to be a male problem, but we discussed it on the female side too, because either way, to have that hyper-focus on using the sexuality like a laser beam only within the framework of your own home with your own husband, with your own wife creates a tremendous atomic power and beauty to the whole marriage overall and it brings the Shechina down and that is what we're striving for. Brachen